Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. We are entering into a new series called All In, all right? And when we hear that phrase, all in, it conjures up a lot of emotion. It stirs up a lot of emotion for us. You know, some of us, we think of all in, we think of sports. You know, I'm all in for football. I'm all in for basketball. You know, some of us, we think of our friend groups, you know, our closest girlfriends. And we're like, man, I'm all in for you. I got your back type of all in. You know what I'm saying? You know, some of us, we think of other relationships in our lives. You know, our families. You know, we'll do anything for our families. And we're all in. All right? But the reality is, we're either all in or we're not in at all. You know, there's this step that we have to take and we're saying we're dedicated to it. We're passionate about it. And it, it sort of oozes out of everything that we think, say, and do. You know, in the context of this world, being all in makes zero sense. You guys with me on this? It makes no sense to put my faith or trust in somebody. And that's anybody. You know, like my wife, for example. When we got married, we said what? Two, two words. I do. I'm going to switch that. We said, I'm all in, right? But the reality is, my wife at some point uh, will fail me. She will. It's just, that's just how we are because we're broken human beings. And that goes for anything that we do, anything that we put our trust in in this world, at some point is going to be broken or it's going to fail us. So outside a relationship with Jesus and in a relationship with the world, being all in doesn't make sense. And it wells up all this emotion, this sort of like gut-wrenching in the pit of your stomach emotion, this like pit stains on your shirt emotion that you're sweating just, you know, that's kind of gross, right? That type of emotion, that type of fear. But in the relationship with Jesus, in the context of relationship with Jesus, that is exactly where Jesus is calling us. This spot of being all in. This semester, we're going to journey through 15 weeks, all semester long, looking at what it means to be all in. And how we're going to do that is Jesus is constantly calling us out of something to call us into something else. And the first place that we need to begin, guys, is that Jesus is calling us out of the bondage of sin and into an obedient life in him. Okay? Tonight we're going to talk about Jesus calling us out of a bondage of sin, out of being trapped in sin, and into an obedient life in him. I, I uh, listened to this illustration the other day about the bondage of sin or being trapped in sin. And this guy, he uh, painted this beautiful picture of the porcelain throne. You guys know what I'm talking about? Otherwise known as the toilet. Being in bondage of sin is kind of like a toilet. Stay with me on this one. All right, so the outer rim of the toilet, not the porcelain part, but the outer rim of the water of the toilet, when it's flushing, it's kind of clear. You know what I'm saying? Like if you ever just, next time you, next time you do your thing, just, uh, just sort of look at it. It's kind of clear. And so when you, it, it kind of looks appealing. Like I want to take 
I want to do like a lazy river type of thing and just kind of jump in and just start going. Like, it kind of looks fun, right? I mean, if it was like an oversized toilet, like, I might think about it because it's, it's clean. But the reality is, you guys know this, toilets, well, sometimes they go up, back up. But that's a whole other conversation. Toilets are supposed to go down, right? And as you continue to go down, it gets dirtier, nastier, and it gets harder and harder to go back up. That's exactly how sin is. It's like a toilet. It looks fun on the outer rim. But as you continue to go down and down, it gets dirtier and nastier, and it gets a lot harder to get back up. Paul talks about it this way, Romans 6, 16 through 18, I'll have it on the screen for you. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone to obey him as slaves, you are slaves to the one whom you obey, whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching to which you were entrusted. You've been set free from sin, and you have become slaves of righteousness. You know, when I think of obedience, you know, you guys are with me on this. Obedience is a hard thing. But when I think of obedience, I think of who do I obey or who have I obeyed in my life? You know, I think about your parents, you know, first come to mind. I need to be obedient to my parents. I think about teachers. I need to be obedient to teachers. I think about the, in, the so, so many coaches that were in my life. I need to be obedient to submit myself to my coaches or my, uh, to choir. I can't sing right now, but my choir teachers or my, my art classes. I continue to be submissive to those people in my life, to your minister. You need to be submissive to those people in your life, to your D group leader. And I can go on and on and on. When you think about obedience, you think about submitting to somebody's authority. Now let's just get one thing straight. Submitting to somebody's authority is, for me, one of the hardest things. I don't like to be told what to do. Do you guys like to be told what to do? No. I don't, I don't think anybody likes to be told what to do. But the reality is, when we are submissive or when we obey, we're obeying because of somebody's authority in our lives, right? Jesus has ultimate authority in Matthew 28, okay? Let's, let's play this out a little bit. Jesus died. He rose again on the third day. He's in and amongst the disciples, right? He meets with them. And he's standing before them. He's, he's in Galilee. He's going up a hill. He's standing with the disciples, flesh and blood, like standing there just as you and me, right here. A dude that died, okay? He died. And he's standing with the disciples, and he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. That's nuts. Like, I know my dad has some authority when he gets out the belt. I know, <laughs> that's probably happened to you, a few of you guys. 
I know my dad or my coaches have authority when they're making me run sprints. But Jesus has all authority in heaven and on earth. And he says this to the disciples. He says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptize the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And surely I will be with you to the very end of the age. Jesus has a command. And it's not just a suggestion, right? It's not like, hey, you know, if you have time this week, um, you know, if you get around to it, like, you know, if you, like, put down the controller to the, to your Xbox or, like, you know, stop watching Netflix, like, I really would love for you to consider at some point, you know, just when you're ready, you know, whenever, to, like, please just, just go make disciples. Like, would you be able to do that? Jesus, all authority on heaven and earth has been given to him. He says, go and make disciples of all nations. Not a suggestion, but a command that we must what? Submit ourselves to and obey. A command that we must submit ourselves to and obey. Not a suggestion, but a command. Here's what I'm getting at. It's not necessarily the command because, you know, we, we get told what to do quite a bit. You know, we have to, again, submit ourselves to that authority. And Jesus is no different. But if Jesus set, is who he says he is, if he is king and Lord over all, then it's a lot easier to obey his teachings. Oftentimes, though, we, we associate Jesus as, you know, our therapist. And so we only tap into going all in with Jesus when we know that he's all in with us. And so there's a season of our lives where we're, I mean, down in the dumps. It just doesn't seem like we can get an edge. It doesn't seem like we can climb back up. Thing after thing is happening. And we find ourselves in that moment seeking out to Jesus, just, hey, can you be there for me? Almost like a therapist. Or there's times where, you know, it's like, man, Jesus, I just want to be a good person. You ever been at that place? Like, I just want to do good. So, Jesus, can you show me the moral compass? Or maybe there's times where, you know, you're like, man, I don't think Jesus is around. But I, I know he may be like that gray beard in the sky that just sort of orchestrated everything and put everything together. And I really wish Jesus was sort of here in the flesh. And maybe I would be a different person. The reality is he is. The very end of Matthew 28, he says, surely I am with you to the very end of the age. Jesus is all those things. He's our therapist. He's, he's a great listener. He's a moral compass. He is perfect in every way. He is in every single thing that we ever do. But Jesus is more than that. Jesus is king and Lord over all. And he says, all authority in heaven and earth have been given to me. So the question that we have to ask ourselves to kick off this series, and the question that I'm challenging you with, as you, you know, whatever you want to call it, kick off the new year, put on the new shoes, put on the new look, is are you willing to go all in? Are you willing to go all in for a God that's gone all in for you?
I uh, took a vacation in Maui when I was in college, uh, Hawaii. And um, we went up this, uh, we, we, we did this climb, went up this huge mountain. And on the climb, it was one of those climbs where you didn't like, you didn't pack anything extra. Like you were, you were making the way up the mountain and you were going all in. So we started making our way up this mountain. I mean, it was absolutely breathtaking. We started going through the trees and we, we made it to this bamboo forest. And there's this winding path through the bamboo forest. You couldn't see anything on, anything on either side. You know, bamboo is just is shooting up through the ground. It was like a wall. Kind of freaky. Didn't know what was going to pop out. But we're walking through this bamboo forest, right? And we get up to the top, and the bamboo starts to disappear, and this awe-striking scene comes in existence. The sun is just about to set, and there's just lush ground all over. It's about 75 degrees, so not three degrees like it's, it is here. I mean, it is just perfect. You know, some would say it was it was paradise. And we stand on this bridge and we look down uh, and there's this river that's going through and there's a waterfall. You can hear it just crashing on the rocks. It was about 500 yards away. We're like, man, that would be so awesome to see this waterfall. And our guide says this, you can, you can see the waterfall. He said, not many people actually make the jump, but it's worth it. He said it's, you know, it's life-giving. So me and my buddies, we look over the railing. And we're 100 feet above the river. So there's a couple things that you need to know about this jump, though. One, it will be life-giving. But two, it's dangerous. Do you guys see the 10-foot radius of a dark spot in the river? Yeah, we, we see that. That's where you need to land. Either way, outside of that dark spot, you'll be seriously, severely injured. Quite frankly, you, you probably won't make it. You're 100 feet up, and that is shallow water. So if you make the jump, you have to land in the center. Me and my buddies look at each other and we're saying, what do you think? We're all in. We're all in. We get up on the rail. I am shaking. One guy goes, makes it into the center, and I'm up. I step on the edge. I just jump into the center, come up, scream, I'm all in. We make our way through the winding river to the, to the waterfall, and it is one of the most vivid pictures that I have in my life of just how beautiful this place was, and then to see the waterfall and just be right up close to it. That is exactly the life that Jesus is calling us to.
this life of immense freedom. This life that, you know what? There's going to be few people that actually make the jump. But when you make the jump and you live a life that's all in, it's absolutely breathtaking. It's absolutely life-giving. Guys, I just got a question for you. Will you go all in this semester? Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com.